0: Well, hello, I'm Lainey, also known as Electro Girl, and I'm an advocate for empowering people to get back in the driver's seat of their diagnosis. See, I was diagnosed with epilepsy 30 years ago and basically was never satisfied with hearing from a doctor that pharmaceuticals would be the only approach to controlling my seizures. I just wasn't going to take it. Out of my way, mortal. So I committed many, many years to researching and finding an answer outside of the Western medicine approach to find a more holistic approach in managing and treating my epilepsy and the seizures. The Love Your Diagnosis podcast is a show about exactly that. Each week, we will be looking into the life of someone who has been diagnosed with a condition or illness and has succeeded in managing their diagnosis both in and outside of Western medicine. Basically, what put them back in the driver's seat of their diagnosis. So hang around with me while we explore living in and outside the medical square when it comes to loving your diagnosis. Well, 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 loving your diagnosis. Today we've got Kimberly Cox or Kim Cox. And we're going to be talking about C PTSD. So, people are very familiar with PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder, but not a lot of people know that there is actually a C PTSD as well, which um, stands for complex post traumatic stress disorder. And there is a big difference between the two, which I've just found out recently myself that I didn't really have too much of an inkling about. So with PTSD, it can happen just from a single uh, event and it can just spark a traumatic side of your mental health uh, because of one or two or maybe three different kind of events, um, but they're like more singular. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder or CPTSD is more about the traumatic stress syndrome that happens when you are so repeatedly or with prolonged exposure, most commonly uh, childhood trauma comes into that category, and also war vets. So Kim talks to us about her experiences, her experience with CPTSD from childhood trauma, and how she has learnt to live with it, and the epiphanies that she's come to along the way, and the misdiagnosis that happened. Along the way as well. So stay tuned and listen to her story. You might be able to relate to it on some level yourself. Here we go. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Love Your Diagnosis podcast. And today we have Kimberly Cox on, all the way from the United States. We've had a few United States people. Where are you exactly from, Kimberly?
1: Indianapolis, Indiana.
0: Okay, see that's somewhere I is not on my bucket list. Should it be?
1: <laughs> it is really nice there. It actually we're about oh maybe four hours from Chicago. And what makes so, Indianapolis?
0: Uh, what what puts it on the map?
1: Well, it's like the biggest city really in Indiana, and I grew up. I was raised in Chicago. Well, not raised, but I was born in Chicago. So that was a little bit too big for me, but. Indianapolis is, like, not small town, but it's definitely not huge Chicago, so.
0: All right, so let's get cracking. Now, Kimberly, you have a history of dealing with PTSD, but not just, not PTSD as it is, post-traumatic stress disorder, but CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic disorder. So how long ago were you diagnosed with this? And a brief description of how it affects your life now if you're still dealing with it.
1: Um, I was actually like officially diagnosed about six years ago. And basically, it's when I look at like mental health in general and like dealing with mental health, I feel like it, it will affect you for a long term, really, in a way, because it's layers of healing. And so I have been through, you know, quite a bit of healing, but there's still days when I just don't have something will hit me. And I just won't be able to, you know, do normal things. Like, you know, you go, okay, like, let's go do dishes or something like that. And yeah, how
0: old were you when you were kind of diagnosed with it?
1: When I was diagnosed, I was about 34.
0: Okay. Now, were you, were you diagnosed with the CPTSD or just the PTSD? And we'll go into later what the difference is because there actually right. is now, it's now being shown that there is a bit of a difference.
1: Yes. I was diagnosed with CPTSD. They basically, I was actually misdiagnosed with something else first and then they, took me off of those meds and we're like no it's c p t s d.
0: Well let's first talk about what the difference is because this is this is your world and you understand it. I've read a bit about it, but from your understanding of it, what is the actual difference between the two?
1: With post traumatic stress disorder, you're going to deal with like the symptoms like intrusive thoughts and flashbacks and the whole emotional side of things and everything. With complex post-traumatic stress disorder, it's kind of like it is PTSD. It's just because it has happened, the complex part is it's happened either um, repeatedly or prolonged exposure to the trauma.
0: Yes, so there are particular situations. So PTSD, uh, PTSD, they sort of claim is... That the single traumatic event, yes, that can yes. have ha, have uh, repercussions for people, and CPTSD is where you have long lasting trauma that continues and repeats for months or maybe years. Yes, right, correct. So when they diagnosed you with CPTSD. Did, they, did you have to go through a whole lot of psychological tests? What were the tests that they actually run in order to do this diagnosis?
1: For me personally, it was a lot of talking to my therapist because I had been in therapy and knowing the traumatic background that I had as a child and things like that, she kind of went, okay, like if the meds aren't working for what they gave them to you, you know, if they're not doing what they're supposed to, then you don't need those. So that's not what it is. And kind of through process of elimination, they just kind of said, it's got to be that. And then the more we dug into it and the more we kind of unpacked some of the symptoms and some of the things of it, it just really made more sense.
0: Okay. So your particular one, because I know that um, CPTSD, they used to just say were for vets, war veterans that came back. You know, as we said, long lasting trauma that can go for years. But now they're saying that there are other, there are other groups of people that can experience it and childhood trauma is definitely one of them. Yes. So you were on medication that wasn't working. Were you, what were you experiencing? What were some of the symptoms that you were experiencing that weren't going away with the medication?
1: So what, what actually happened was I was put on medication for depression. When I had my second between my between my oldest and my youngest child, and I couldn't get him any longer from my OB, so they had to. I had to go and actually go talk to a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist diagnosed me with bipolar disorder, which was not what it was. And the meds that he gave me for that were supposed to chill out my being you know my anxiety and stuff like that and basically all they did was they made me like a zombie completely
0: right did they keep did they did they keep upping the medication thinking it wasn't working
1: no no they did not i i told them i was like because there was they were got me to a point where i just had no emotion whatsoever and so at that point it was like this is not this is not what we need to be fixed this is not where we're at. So they took me off of that and then I went back through just a whole lot of CBT. What's that? Cognitive behavior therapy. Okay. So talk therapy, basically.
0: How did you basically get them to understand that it wasn't bipolar?
1: Well, it was one of those things where it was like I was on the meds. I was actually worse at not being able to function because if you don't have the emotional capacity to really do stuff at that point and it just basically shut my emotions down to where I would just like go do something and come back and I mean I could function for you know but I just wasn't myself and when I told them that and just said you know there's I can't do this. Like, you're going to have to do something else. And then my therapist did talk to the psychiatrist.
0: Okay. And so once the diagnosis of bipolar was kind of trashed, your therapist then had this idea that it would that it was pot- potentially CPTSD.
1: Yes. And they had kind of always had that underlying, I think, on there too, just from my childhood and things like that.
0: Have you uncovered, and you don't have to discuss this at all, but have you uncovered the actual traumatic event and you're working on that now?
1: I have. um, It was a series of um, a lot of events. What's interesting to me about trauma is that everybody experiences trauma differently and we all pretty much have some form of trauma in our life. There's always been, there's been some kind of, event that's happened that we could put to a level that it was traumatic so it's when you go through something that's traumatic a lot of times people will say well it wasn't as bad as x y and z or whatever but it all depends on how your body reacts to the event
0: body mind brain yeah it's a bit of a holistic thing with trauma, and tr- and very very important to, to understand that what is traumatic for one person isn't for another, and there is right. no right or wrong. It's someone's experience. Have you had to relive this trauma to be able to heal it, or how have they how have they attempted to be able to assist you in dealing with the trauma?
1: I actually did go through a little bit of EMDR. What's that? Eye movement desensitization, desensitization, something or other. But um, it's basically a sort of a form of hypnotism that they do to you to try to get you to get into that memory and then kind of realize that you're an adult and you're safe and everything's okay and kind of lessen the the trauma around the event. And I went to that for a little bit and my my particular story has a lot of pieces to it, because it was a lot of repeated trauma in different areas from different things that just kind of, like, as soon as you'd catch your breath, boom, something else would happen. So as I was going through that, I actually had another traumatic event happen, and we had to move town and stuff like that, so... I'm actually in the process of going back through therapy now.
0: And what age group were you when when this happened? Between what ages?
1: The very first bit of trauma that I ever experienced was basically as young as I can remember.
0: Sorry to hear that, Kimberly.
1: Like my first traumatic experience was about eight years of my parents just absolutely screaming and yelling and just fighting every single night that I could ever remember. And there was a lot of alcohol abuse and stuff that happened during that time. So it was like, that was my normal. That was how I was, when my brain was, you know, doing all its developing stuff as a baby, like that was how normal was.
0: And how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 40. Okay, great. You made it. Yep. Woo. <laughs> Incredible. It's only gonna get better from here. Yes, yes. Um when you when you were sitting in that doctor's office and they basically said, Yes, you have this and this is your diagnosis, how did you feel? Were you relieved? Were you nervous? I
1: was a little bit angry actually. Because I felt like I don't want to say I felt like it wasn't a real diagnosis, but I felt like, okay, I already knew I've been through all this traumatic experience. Give me something that has something that you can do with it. Don't just give me this like, okay, sorry, you've been through all this. Here you go. This is what you have. And it wasn't until about maybe a month ago, a couple months ago, actually, that I really got to come face to face with exactly what CPTSD is. I think a lot of times we think of trauma affecting, like, your mental state, but not necessarily your physical state and things like that. If you're in one piece and you're fine, but it really has a lot of ties to your nervous system and to how you, you know, handle things.
0: So what happened a month ago, Kimberly? Do you care to share?
1: Oh, yeah. It kind of hit one of those walls where I was just really, really mad. I'm a single mom right now. And um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, has some disabilities and stuff, too. And I was just really frustrated. And so I started digging into more mental health stuff, like just kind of binge-watching every YouTube video I could find, stuff like that. When it finally put it face-to-face with me that, like, okay, All of these physical things, the fatigue, the fact that sometimes you just cannot get your brain to get into gear to do things, the, you know, off and on little bouts of depression and things like that. Like, those are all things that have happened to you because of the trauma. And then you add in certain ways that I react. Like, it's very difficult for me in interpersonal relationships because... I'm always, like, second-guessing myself and not communicating correctly, and I actually have an ADHD diagnosis, too. So when you put them both on top of each other, it becomes really sometimes difficult in communicating with people, in, you know, some of, like, just your normal everyday stuff. And as I was digging into it, it, I got to a place where I was like, This really is not your fault. Like this is, this is all stuff that is because you've had stress hormones in your body for so long that that's what your system's used to.
0: Great. So you've stopped blaming yourself.
1: I've stopped blaming myself. I've come to a place I think with healing, I think, especially when it comes to like traumatic experiences and grief and things like that, we tend to think like there's an end point at some point you're going to get to where you're normal again, or you're going to get to where you're okay again. And I've come to this place where I've realized that my brain is just not wired the same because of everything that I've been through. And so it's not going to, can I, can I manage things and can I find ways to make things easier and stuff? Yes. And you can certainly live you know, a very normal life that way. But there's always going to be that chance that there's going to be a trigger or something is going to happen like that.
0: So are you on medication
1: now? I am on ADHD medication, but that's it.
0: Okay. And, And is that helping?
1: It actually does help a lot. It helps me to kind of focus and stay so that my brain isn't all over the place, which definitely helps with homeschooling and... Housework and all that kind of stuff. Ralph
0: wow. it's look, it's it's a lot to unpack. I mean, y- y- you know, your own, and then dealing with your own children is. as well. Single mum, lot to unpack. Lot for your brain to be able to kind of find its normal it, within all your researching and watching YouTube and things like that. Did you find any avenues outside of? the allopathic medicine approach to what you're dealing with that you can do for yourself?
1: I think the biggest thing with dealing with all of this is I got to that point where I, you know, I'm understanding what's going on more. And then I'm able to kind of be gentle with myself and create strategies and create things that help me to get through things. You know, I have like a million post-it notes all over my wall with, you know, quotes and stuff like that and things.
0: And are there any like recommended lifestyle choices that you can adopt to be able to help the brain assist with the, the trauma or trying to reprogram the brain? Is there, any, is there anything that, that is being recommended besides just medicine and therapy that you can actually do to help reprogram your brain?
1: I haven't gone like dove into all of it and stuff like that because I'm sure there are there are avenues. I've definitely seen stuff for like ADHD and stuff like that. so um, and I know that EMDR does work for trauma. I think that one of the things that I have done that has helped me the most is to just listen to my body. So days when you don't have as much energy, you just move things to another day because though there will be another day, it'll it'll go on. Instead of wearing yourself down to nothing and burning yourself out or getting frustrated and creating more of that stress hormone in your body. To just, you know, meditation, I definitely do meditation and just trying to listen to your body.
0: Would you say that you love your diagnosis? I do. And why?
1: I feel like I would not be who I am today had I have not been through everything that I've been through. And coming out on the other side of it, I can say my brain might not be wired the same as other people's is, but that definitely gives me a different perspective on things. And I think that sometimes that perspective is a good thing.
0: Absolutely. And do you still feel like you're on the journey of learning? Uh, like, are you are you interested in learning more about how to, to reprogram your brain and deal with the trauma?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: There's lots out there. I mean, have you heard of neuroplasticity?
1: Yes, yes, I have.
0: Have you attempted anything on that realm? Joe Dispenza's work?
1: No, I haven't yet. Haven't gotten that far. Like I said, it's just been about a month or two that I finally stopped trying to just shove the diagnosis under the rug and, you know, keep going and kind of took it out and said, okay, we're going to live with this.
0: So this is relatively new, this epiphany for you. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I'm excited for you to go on this journey because I know with my own diagnosis, I'm 25 to 30 years down the track of looking at ways of managing and treating it. And I'm definitely in a great place in my life. Yeah, there comes a time when you just have to stop unpacking why it's there. And you've done all the work and, and you just, um, you get a chance to just enjoy yourself and your little idiosyncrasies and, your, and and your vulnerabilities and stuff like that. So I'm excited for you, Kim. Uh, never give up, never give up looking for that answer that's going to make your life amazing. Well, thank you. So would you have, as as some parting words to people that are potentially going through what you have or what you are, do you have any parting words of advice or things that people should look into if they're feeling like it's not just PTSD but it could be complex PTSD?
1: I would say that... When it comes to complex post-traumatic stress disorder, it's definitely, it impacts your, you know, your emotions. It impacts your ability to deal with interpersonal relationships and stuff. And if you're feeling that, definitely, you know, look into some type of therapy, something like that. And don't be hard on yourself. Don't think, oh, you know, I'm just no good at this or I can't do that or whatever. Like, I think sometimes we blame ourselves because we don't understand all of the different ways that trauma can affect us. And so we just think, okay, it's been over for whatever. We should just get over it and get on with life. You're, you're It's always going to be a part of your story. It's always going to be a part of who you are. And so just to, you know, realize that, some days are going to be really good and some days aren't and get the help that you need to move forward. I did on my YouTube channel. I've got a two-part video up there where I tell my story. So, it's it's up there. I'm I guess because I deal with like and this is one thing that I didn't put in there because I wasn't thinking of it until now obviously. But like I tend to dissociate sometimes. Um so dissociation is like what the brain does as a coping mechanism. So my brain tends to do it anytime okay. either the past is brought up and I have to like tell my story, it'll feel very much like I'm unfeeling during it. Like I don't ball my eyes out when I'm telling the story and I might look like I'm smiling or whatever, but I'm not fully there if that makes sense
0: completely you've built a resistance up um and a yes. detachment to it yeah I, I as a survival mechanism i know it well because i kind of you know with, with my own traumas have done the same thing yeah great beautiful parting words and find supportive friends and family that can be there for you definitely I Thank you so much for sharing your story and being brave enough to combat your trauma so you can live a really fulfilling life for yourself. Sorry that you had to go through that.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, my pleasure. And, And I will put the links that you sent to me up so that people can look deeper into it if they want to.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much and take care of yourself.
1: All right. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.
0: If you would like to donate to the running of this podcast and you can afford a few little bucks a month or whatever it is that you can afford to keep the show going without ads, please hit the PayPal button. And if you've got a few loose coins, that would really mean a lot to me and other people who are listening to this podcast and getting seeds of inspiration. leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that just means more people will know about it. If you've got a story that you want to share, that you've had success with and that you've researched and found some some joy and gold in your own diagnosis, please hit me up. I'm always happy to share anyone's story. The main takeaway message in these podcasts is get second opinions, find a doctor that you're really resonate with and research the shit out of what you're going on. Get back in the driver's seat of your health, everyone. You do not need to take one person's opinion about the rest of your life and how to live it. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm Lainey Godiva.